This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. to another episode of the Cobras and Fire interview. In this episode, I sit down and have a chat with a young lady out of Russia and goes by the name of Moscow. Yes, the same as the city. We talk about her brand new EP, Queen of Sin. We talk about not wanting to be tied down by wealthy Russian businessmen, or at least she doesn't want to be. I wouldn't mind. Uh, ha! And so much more. We encompass her entire career, which... Being that she's 22 is surprisingly vast, so uh, I, I think you're going to like it. We have a lot of fun. She shares some uh, uh, pretty good anecdotes, and it's all sorts of crazy rock and roll. So here we go. This is Moscow. Hey, this is Baco, and I'm here with Moscow. And uh, you, uh, among a lot of things going on, you have a new EP coming out soon, uh, Queen of Sin. I got that right, right? Oh, it's, it's actually out already. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, we'll we'll get back to that because I want to talk about the record a little bit. Uh, but we were just talking before we started here, and like you kind of, you said you kind of miss like the the northern weather. Is that right? Is that what you meant? Kind of from going oh, back yeah, to I Russia. Miss, I miss a little. I do come from Russia, but I definitely do not miss having snow like uh, <laughs> seven, eight months a year, ten months a year. I don't know. It depends. Um, does actually, does Russia have like a you know? I mean, I, I guess I've never really thought about it too much. You know, like the United States. Uh, I guess Russia is a little further north, right? So the does the entire country. We have quite a wide range of weather from north to south of the United States. Is Russia kind of like that too, or is there? Uh, well, no, yeah, because it's, it's it's a big country. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what's going on in Siberia, unfortunately. Something <laughs> 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 bears, because uh, I know this is the the stereotype that I get. Um, but no, I come from Moscow, and I obviously I kind of exaggerated that we don't have snow like seven months a week, uh, a year. We're used to weather exaggerations where I live too, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely much colder than in California. I mean, so having you're... traveled all over the world, L.A. is the place where I actually settled, finally. Weather is always nice there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you are actually, you, you, you're, you're from Moscow, the, the, the city then, too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was kind of going through your, your, the bio they sent me a little bit, and uh, one of the things that kind of stuck out, there was a few things, but uh, there was like, you mentioned in there not wanting to be tied down to young, wealthy businessmen. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Could you elaborate <laughs> on that a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, come, I come from uh, like a good family, right? And in my, in my childhood, I went to like schools, you know, and I was raised to be like a proper Moscovitsa or whatever you call it, like a proper girl from Russian. Uh, but I never wanted to be settled on that. So I just found my, my ways into the rock circles, like this underground, like being 15 or like, I don't know, it's kind of illegal, but, uh, <laughs> being a young girl at the time. And I just found, I just found this, I met this like coyote looking, uh, tatted up, uh, boys who played rock and roll. And I'm like, okay. This is what this is where I want to see myself forever and ever, you know. Um, so this is this is how I got it actually involved into the the hard rock scene, into the rock scene. Were you uh, into? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, this is that's that's how my story starts. <laughs> were Were you into music before you got into that, and it just uh, like maybe different kinds of music? You, you did? Yeah. You, you had a musical background or anything like that? For sure. I mean, I was raised on. Um, like Led Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin, and like Deep Purple and Pink Floyd, you know. Uh, but I still had to kind of like um, find them for myself. No one, no one ever taught me that. No one ever told me these bands even existed. So I just did my research when I was young, and then I was into musical theater a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I was always into music. Music, music has been around my entire life. Mm-hmm. But this is when, when I met those guys. This is when I realized that I want to be a part of that. I want to be one of them. You know. Well, the Russian music scene. What what is that like? Is is it is it does it have any um, resemblance to what you experienced, like you know, maybe in like you know London or, or the United States at all? Oh hell no! Uh, Russian music scene. I, I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to say that it like sucks from that <laughs> show, but <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, like yeah. Well, what kind of music is like, is kind of is pop. there a, is it's like the cheap pop music and like with the, like three beats and like two lines. I don't know, like da 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 da. Oh, you can you can say that sucks. Yeah, it just sucks, man. Um, <laughs> and I knew, <laughs> and it's all like super corrupted and stuff. And like I I I always knew I don't want to be a part of. Russian music scene, I never even wanted that, and I never uh, put any effort to be that, you know, so mm-hmm. I just had to move out of the country, and that's when my travel started. Do you have, this is a little off topic, so forgive me, uh, do you have any insight as to why uh, dashboard cameras are so popular in Russia? What, oh, God, oh, no, dashboard cameras? Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there is a maybe. Maybe uh, Americans are addicted to Russian dashboard cameras. There's hey, all sorts of videos of of people getting into fights, and it's filmed from a dashboard camera. Oh Jesus! 
I have no idea. <laughs> I, well, I said it was off topic. We got into crazy situations <laughs> once in a while. Russians are famous for that. I mean, like, I should. And being 22, I can already write, like, two uh, parts of my biography. And believe me, it's going to be, like, super fun and very intense. <laughs> <laughs> right on. We just have some crazy people over there. Okay. The, like, I think everyone does. Every country does. I mean, just oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at our president. So, <laughs> hey, so uh, where, where did you go first and when you left uh, Russia? Was it London, Paris, something like that? or? It was Cambridge, UK. Uh, so I got my education in Cambridge. Uh, it's like a small, you know, town uh, mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah, in whatever it is. In the UK? Yeah. And then I, uh, I lived a year there and then I moved to London for half a year. But again, the... Uh, the weather, the people. I'm, I'm, I was born in Rolling Stone. Um, this is why I'm perfect for for touring, you know, because like I can't stay in the same place for longer than I don't know a year max. So I had to travel all over the world. In California, even even stay in California for three years now. Uh, within LA, I moved five times uh, <laughs> in like three years. So like send me send me out on the road. <laughs> so do, do you when you move? I mean, are there people that you work with that that you're almost like a band that you carry on with, or do you kind of like restart each time? Oh uh, well, in Cambridge, in London, and in, in New York, I was doing musical theater because I have I have a degree uh, and I have a musical theater background, like the Broadway actress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that for quite a while, but I always knew that this is not what I want to continue doing. I always knew I'm going to do music. I was just trying to find like a feel like a specification um, which would fit me. I always was into rock and roll. I never thought I'm going to actually end up doing it. And then in New York, um, I met Alice Cooper and Wild McCurry. I was on the final tour and I met the guys and they actually told me to move to California. And they're like, this is the, this is the place for you. This is, perfect place for you to start the career so that's what i did like two days later i packed all my stuff <laughs> you know, I'm to move. yeah i already have some skills in that give me like two days notice and i'll be <laughs> i'll be ready with my backpacks outside um and i moved to california and and this is where i started the, the my rock band this is where i started actually pursuing this path <laughs> so do you still i mean are, do you work with a specific band then now i mean well, right now I finally have like I have a a band. I have uh, I just hired all the, the band members, the mm-hmm. permanent ones. Because uh, when we started this project, I started by myself back in um, November last year. This is where I met when I met the producers and we we started writing together and we came out with this EP that just dropped up. Um, well, it came together pretty quick that. then. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was like five five uh months i guess max so we had an ep we have like two music videos out uh when one is out the next one is coming so watch out for that (laughs) all right and um now we have the band and we're about to to kick it because i was looking for right musicians right right guys to who are actually like on the same page as i am musically and just like lifestyle wise you know sure and apparently it's not that easy to find like-minded people in LA. I mean, I thought when I, when when I was just started auditioning people, I thought I would just go outside. It's LA, and like just yell 
drummer and they'll just show up, you know? But apparently that never happened. Yeah, I tried. Drummer. <laughs> drummer. <laughs> never happened. No one. Well, a couple of people came came over, but they were, they were homeless. I mean, this is... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> finally, I have all the right people um, on my side. What is important, especially if you're going to spend a lot of time in a close quarters yeah. that... You can at least somewhat function and live, you know, you don't, you're not going to get along every minute of the day, but, you know, you exactly. do have to coexist. Yeah, exactly. No, as for the, as for the band, I'm actually, look, I was looking more for a family and now like we've been, we've been together for, oh, we just played a festival um, in Vegas. So it's been over a month and I really care about the guys and they care about me. Uh, hopefully though, so. they call me mama. I'm the mama of the band. Right on. And yeah. And like, I love those guys. It's like, it's like family for me. Well, you, you touch on quite a uh, wide, uh, I don't know, array of, of influences in here. The one I kind of wanted to get to, largely because you said you're in Los Angeles there, you, you talk about like Motley Crue a little bit. Were you, did you ever get a chance, because you're, you're, you're still quite young, uh, and that was quite a while ago. Did you ever really get a chance to really dig into that, the whole scene as far as the history of it and a lot of different bands? Oh, my God. I'm, well, thank you for asking that. I am super proud, because I, <laughs> uh, I, I know not many people, but like I know the history of my field and I believe this is very important for like any kind of musician to really know what came uh in before you absolutely to really know what's gonna, what's gonna go what's gonna come after you know because mm -hmm. music like any field of the history is going in a circular motion right so you gotta know you gotta know your uh your history in that field and yeah I am I know I know a lot I know a lot about like I've done my research I'm a big fan of Motley Crue. I mean, like, I've read all the books. I know I have all the albums. And not just that band. That band in particular is, um, I would say, my favorite one of all time. I don't know. If you ask me what's my favorite band, I, I, would, I would say Motley Crue because um, they actually influenced me to pursue this career. I mean, looking at a young age, looking up to Tommy Lee, I was like, I want to be that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want yeah, I, I never wanted to be Pamela Anderson. I wanted to be Tommy Lee. I'm like, I want to be one of them. Uh, but as far as music, all the all the classic rock, as like as I mentioned, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, um, they all have a huge impact on me. Not even that. Like I'm I'm gonna dig different. Like go mention like Chuck Berry for sure. Mm -hmm. Like Iron Waters and Buddy Holly. You know, Holy Blues and and rock. I mean, this is this this is what what. Uh, shapes me as a person as a musical act you know one of the things i've i was talking to somebody with uh uh just yesterday is because uh, we, we were seeing a couple bands um from the states here uh, i don't know if you've heard of them but they're uh the, the point being is that I, i'm i'm seeing a real resurgence of, of young rock and roll bands that are kind of doing it their own way but their own way is to to embrace the past kind of get in it and learn the roots of rock and roll and then develop their own sound so it's kind of refreshing when you hear somebody talk about that as opposed yeah. to just hire this one producer hire this one group of songwriters and sound exactly like everything on the radio it seems like we're finally starting to break away from that finally i know i know you just have to take take the best from your past and like bring something uh from you into it and that's what actually I, I think that's what matters in music business if you if you take good backings and just shape it up and bring something new to the table mm -hmm. yeah if you have if you have a good foundation you can create something that is i don't know sustainable let's put it that way exactly okay um and then uh you're just breaking into your 20s did i hear you right that you're 22 years old now 
Yeah. So I you've kind of had an awful lot go on since you just turned 15. <laughs> I, you would not believe how pointless my life from 15 to 22 would seem compared to what you've been able to accomplish. <laughs> unless you, unless you know, drinking a lot of old Milwaukee uh, is is an accomplishment because I probably uh, would be ranked among some uh, all stars there. But I mean, I don't know. It's different for everybody. But like, I, <laughs> I am I'm quite quite a mature woman, you know. Like, you know, I'm talking both physically and mentally. Thank God. Um, and I, I guess would be the trick is that each day I'm trying to evolve. I don't know. Like, I I really hate the. The thing I hate most in life is wasting your time. Even like if one day goes by without me doing something massive, I just get super depressed. I'm like, okay, I fucked up another day in my life, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's just, just leave. I just leave fast. Let and me. die old, hopefully. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's 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 uh, latch onto that part. So. Uh-huh. I was given a list of talking points that uh, w- the way it was phrased to me is these are things that she's interested in talking about, but there's absolutely no elaboration. So I thought it'd be fun if you're okay with it that I just hit a couple of these and you kind of tell me what you want to talk about on it. Sure. Satanism was one that popped out. Oh, yeah, sure. I can I can talk about that. Um, well, Satanism, uh, where you got it from? You know, like, I, you know, Queen of Sin was partly... Um, inspired by Satanism, right? The Antoine LaVey and like um, Nietzsche. And I'm talking Satanism not not in terms of uh, let's kill people and pray to Satan, uh, you know, that kind of Well, that's more stuff. of a misconception of Satanism. but Exactly. Uh, this is a misconception. What I love what I love when I mention the Satanism topic is to see the, the look on people's faces and like just read who's dedicated in that field enough. And like, when people get scared, I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to fuck with their minds. Um, <laughs> the Antoine LaVey Satanism is, is one of the um, philosophies that I really dig, uh, which basically comes from Nietzsche. You know, they're saying the same stuff. What mm-hmm. basically all the, all the religions say the same stuff. But, like, you are your own god, your own devil. And uh, at the end of the day, you just have to listen to yourself, you know. And um, despite all the pressure from... Either it's like some high power religion, society, parents, school, whatever. Uh, this is your life, and just just really digging deep into yourself and know what you want. At the end of the day, when it comes to Satan and music, my personal um, I don't know. It's not a belief. It's just back when you know I started listening to rock music in in the 80s, and you know priests would show up at every concert and they they'd protest it. And it used to be something that parents were really against. Now parents don't give a – they don't care yeah. that your kid's listening to satanic music. And I think the music was better. So I think the lack of Satan is killing music. <laughs> <laughs> well, rock and roll has always been that kind of like rebellious yeah. music. Yeah. Like even from the roots, even from like the blues and stuff. It was always uh, rebelling against something, you know. That's why the old generations would never uh, – not even dig it, but like allow their children to listen. And I mean, stupid parenting, but um, yeah, it just it just goes on. I mean, like even possibly if you take post hardcore music, people who listen to uh, 80s rock, and then like the post hardcore came into play with all the growls and stuff, and they would be like, "What the hell are you listening to, child? Yeah. Listen to White Snake. This is this is rock and roll. I mean, it's just always evolving. It's always like gets angrier and angrier. I think I don't know." Well, as I grew older and more mature, something to relate to. As you get older and more mature, 
you almost see like it's the boogeyman. It's just something your parents kind of did to scare you. But then the first time you meet, let's say, a drug dealer, and it turns out he's just a normal guy who sells drugs. He's not the guy yeah. in a coat sitting outside of school, you know, saying the first one's free. It's kind of like exactly. sa- Satan is almost like that. It was like it's Satan and rock. You know, it's it's ridiculous, you know, as an adult to think that anything the Beatles did was some magic potion that Satan casted and put together, which is the way it was, pre- you know, presented by some groups. So. Exactly, exactly. That's, okay. That's well, what about um, man-woman relations? That was another one on there. Oh, I, like, I don't know. Just ask me questions about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you I, know, I've, I've been known uh, for, like, being being um, a man in a, in a female's body. I don't know. Like, I just have a man's uh, mentality about that, you know? Like, and I've been always the one who helped out, like, guys and girls fucking get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. You, you should ask me some questions about it. It's not just well, like so, that. um... All right, so my wife and I were having this argument yeah, about this. Com- no, okay. <laughs> I think they're gay, and she says they're roommates, so no. Um, all right, well, here's one that's going to get me a lot of crap and not surprise anybody. What about cats? Does that mean you're a fan or uh, you don't like them? Oh, I am a cat. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of cats. This is some random topic, though. But, um, yeah. <laughs> they said you, you gave them the list. That's what I was told. <laughs> no, no, no. This was this was for for the for Tom. The, um, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Tom was the one who's like, yeah, this is the thing she'd like to talk about. You have see, so you have a cat. <laughs> yeah, I do have a cat. <laughs> have you always had one, or is this just kind of a new thing? Or uh, <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I had him for like four four years now. A boy or girl? Oh, it's a boy. You said him. Yeah, it's just a boy. Well, let's it's learn his name and then wild we'll... cat. And, and later on, I'm, I'm planning on buying a cheetah. Uh, actually, <laughs> it's a dream of mine. Like, I really want to have a tour bus with a cheetah on it. Um, but we'll see. This is in my bucket list. This is my to-do things yeah. in life, you know. Well, it sounds like you're a lot closer than you would think, uh, the way things are going for you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe two years from now, I'll have a, I'll have a cheetah cub running around the bus. <laughs> well, what about like um, what's you you've moved around a lot? Do you eat a lot of different kind of foods, or do you have like a strict diet you st- stick to? Uh, why well, I have moved around? I don't. I I recently became not recently. Well, it's been a year. It feels like recently, but I became a vegetarian because uh, I had to balance out the, the rock and roll diet. I mean. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll always always be a part of it, you know. Sure. And just to stay healthy, I was like, I have to, I have to balance it out somehow. So um, I quit meat and I became vegetarian, pescetarian. Uh, I still eat fish, but I don't know. I, I just I feel like you have to keep it at the balance. You have to listen again. You have to listen to yourself and your body. And when you're like uh, really killing it with some bad bad stuff, you know, you should bring something healthy to the table as well. Okay. Well, why don't we get to the record, uh, Queen of Sin? You said it's out already. Did it? When did it come out? Uh, it came out um, June third. I guess yeah. So it's already out. It's out on all the all the platforms like whatever the iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all the uh, platforms available online. Um, yeah, so it's it's already out. <laughs> well, when 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 you were writing some of the songs. 
Uh, you said you worked with the producers. The three of them that are listed here. Um, do you sit down? I mean, do you play any instruments? Do you, do you like work on a guitar part, or is it more, you're mostly melody and lyrics? What's the process? Well, I do I do play instruments, but I mainly play them for myself, you know. But uh, when it comes to the producing, uh, like to writing something, some material, uh, I mean, all songs were written differently. Um, for some of them, I would come to the studio and we would already have like the the, the tracks, mm-hmm. the kind of like the version, the pre version of the tracks. And then we'll just sit down and actually write down the lyrics and the melodies and stuff like that. For the Black Widow, which is like my personal favorite one of the record. Um, I met up with the producers and we all had no idea what we were about to do. It was just like super random thing. A friend of ours hooked us up and we had no idea that something is actually going to get out of this collab, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a couple of hours later, like a couple of bottles of Jaeger later, um, <laughs> we had we had Black Widow done and it just sounded so sick that we decided to add it to the record. And this these guys were like, uh, different ones from from the one I wrote the main on uh, the majority of the album with, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from now on, I'm I'm actually flying to Boston next month to write some more with the same guys with the same producers. Were there any songs recorded that didn't make the EP that maybe a full length is coming out or? Uh, well, we're talking about it. I mean, I can't I can't really drop all the news yet. Uh. <laughs> But just just stay tuned. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, just uh, just you, you make sure that I hear first. Nobody else. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. I, I could really use, I could really use a scoop. It's been a long rough year. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> you got it. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, hey, you kind of touched on Black Widow being your favorite track. Does that mean it's going to be the next video? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we already have the video. We already have the video side, and uh, we're just adding some little changes on it, you know. But. Expected soon. Expected to be dropped soon. We're thinking probably the beginning of next month or the, the end of next month. Uh, and it's a super, super dope ass track. I mean, like it's really good. I love the sound of it. I mean, if you heard it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I've listened. I listened to the record on the way home from uh, work tonight, and uh, just about ten minutes before you called. So. Yeah. So it's like it's very different from the rest of the album. I mean, like the the whole is. EP is very. Um, diverse sound-wise. Yeah, each song does kind of stick out. I mean, I've about through four listens in, now I can start, you know, you know, uh, soaking it in a little more. I really like the track Watch Me Burn as my personal yeah. favorite so far. But Yeah, many people like that one. It's like a little a little ballad, you know, like inspired by... It starts by... out that way, but it kind of kicks in the balls in a second there, so... It does, it does. <laughs> it's still a ballad, though, but um, it was actually inspired by, by Asking Alexandria Moving On song. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah, we wanted to do something like like that, and that's what we came up with, uh, the Watchmen Burton song. That was the one band that I kept coming back to as far as, like, what does this sound like? And it was just like, yeah. Um, God, they're fun guys, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet them, but... Oh, I know them all. They're, they're close friends of mine. Excellent. Um, well, uh, you had a couple different producers. Who plays on the record? Is it them uh, or? No, it's the producers for this for the record. It was the producers. Uh, oh, for the record, who plays on the actual EP? Uh, on, for, on the EP, yeah, on the EP, it's the producers. But like from now on, I finally have the as I mentioned, have the band members. Mm-hmm. Um, so from now on, we're gonna we're gonna all uh, participate in writing it and like actually recording it. But for the record, it's the producers who play on it. 
Are they going to be getting Moscow out on the road soon, or? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we're, we're booking as many shows around LA and um, in this area, mm-hmm. side side of America, you know. Um, so California, uh, Nevada, Arizona, just those stations. Watch out. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're going to jump on tour anytime soon but yeah you know there's all sorts of paths there you know i mean and also you know you get a little steam behind the ep there's also you know we've kind of uh started to embrace the european festival thing here in the states and so there's all sorts of opportunities there and um all sorts of great bands so um, hopefully that something like that'll pan out for you too yeah that's true that's true i love festivals festivals super fun if it's not though, if it's not 100 degrees, uh, Vegas <laughs> open stage, and I'm wearing a fur coat. And was uh, it? I take it. <laughs> yeah, it was like super hot, and like I usually wear a fur on stage, uh, and I stick to my guns, so I still wore it. <laughs> well, um, before I let you go, is there anything else you like to talk about? Promote? Make sure everybody knows. How do we get a hold of Moscow's music? How do we? How do we find where you're at and what's going on with you? Well, yeah, it's the MoscowOfficial.com is the website where we uh, constantly update all the touring info um, and the merch and stuff like that. But as for the you know, private accounts, so Twitter, uh, official Mos- Moscow Official, and on Instagram is Mo- Official Moscow. Um, <laughs> so just just swipe those two words and you'll find me everywhere. Yeah, just put them in the Google machine; it'll come up. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time, and uh, you were uh, very entertaining, a very excellent uh, chat, if you ask myself. <laughs> Thank you. Same. I had fun. Well, hopefully hopefully we're going to see you in Minnesota once. Yeah, you make it this way. You get somewhat close. I'll travel a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I cover mainly the Midwest. So. Great. Well, then I'll see you there. Well, good <laughs> enough. Shows. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy the weather in California, and thank you so much. You have a good night.
Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.